Hey, I'm Bert, and welcome to Season 2 of Dabbing with Washington Artists. If you're new to the show, the idea is simple. Six questions, six dabs. So pull up a chair, light your torches, as we interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. Jess Grant here. I've got an album. You can listen to it. Uh, go to JessGrantSongs.com. This is called The Tastiest Combo. So glad to be on the show today, here in the month of February. Um, yeah, dabbing with Washington artists. Uh, we're going to dab some, and uh, hopefully at the end, which is now, I will still be talking, which apparently I am. For today's series of dabs, we will begin our smoke session with the Blue Steel, an ice cream cake, and a crunch berries, and we will round out the session with a bitch fuel, dirty white girl, and a Tropicana punch. Hey everyone, I'm Bert. We are immature stoners, and this is Dabbing with Washington Artists. And today we are rejoined by a familiar face, Jess Grant. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, it's nice to have you again. Uh, and I'm excited you brought your guitar along with you this time. I did. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. We're going to have some uh, musical interludes today. Yes, indeed. Um, so, uh, but all that said, are you uh, ready to get stoned? I am. There you I go. Am, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. For our number one today, we're going to start off with some Blue Steel. Ooh. You know, for the Zoolander fans out there. Blue Steel is an indica-dominant strain developed in Washington and is known for its cerebral high and tendency to leave the smoker feeling couch-locked and sedated. We found a gram of this sauce at a shop on Broadway in Everett. And then just pull the clear. There you go. All right. Mm, so, um, the first good. thing we like to ask everyone, and we've yeah. asked you this before. Sure. How does cannabis uh, play into your creative process? Well, that's a hard one. I remember being stumped by that question last time. I think <laughs> I'd be ready for it this time. Uh, it's an integral part of my life anyway, but my life is a creative life. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm retired, so I don't have to worry about, you know, going to the, going to the job where I got to stay straight. So I can actually stay home and write songs. Okay. Um, and, um, and cannabis is a part of that. Um, I smoke pretty much every day, so it's, you know, I, th I to me, it's just all, it all goes together, you okay. know, um, I'm a creative person, and so I'm drawn to songwriting, I, uh, and, I, and I'm drawn to cannabis, and um, they seem to work very well together. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you have any current favorite strains that you've been really enjoying lately, or? Um, mostly, I'm, um, I'm using cannabis that I've grown at home. Oh, cool. Um, I In two different ways, I have uh, something called a plenty. Have you ever seen the plenty? I haven't. It's a, it's a fairly large device that allows you to vape flowers. Most of the flower vapors are too small and it's a really small surface mm -hmm. area. This has got a nice, nice good bowl of, for of cannabis for plenty. Yeah, so, so you get a nice and um, and, and so I, I can do my flower that way. Cool. Um, 
but I also have a Nug Smasher. Way to go, Nug Smash folks. They're a great company. Um, love my device, and I can make rosin uh, from my flour. All right. So moving on to number two for today, we have some ice cream cake. Ice cream cake is an indica-dominant strain known for its rich terpene profile of vanilla and sugar cane and tendencies to leave the smoker calm and euphoric. We picked up a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop in Bothell Everett Highway in Everett. Oh, it looks a little bit less strenuous than the first one there. I had to trust. Because even though you're not seeing anything. I have the problem with this one. Like, I know it's filling. <laughs> I know it's filling quickly. <laughs> All right. So uh, how has living in Washington uh, influenced your creative process, your sound? Well, there is one Seattle band that I, I was... Seattle's a great music city. I mean, that's part of it. It's just, I'm, I, I've lived in LA, I've lived in San Francisco, I've lived in Santa Cruz, I've lived in Olympia. And they all have music scenes, and Seattle's right up there, the best of them. So, you know, I'm, I've, I was doing shows and I met people, and so a lot of it's um, being here is about being in a community. Um, Inevitably, you know, you end up having a lot of musician friends, and we went out to the, we went to the hidden door on uh, Aurora Saturday night. Checked out some friends down there. Um, so, I mean, that's part of what makes it local is that you're in that community. Um, the Gits, one of my favorite Seattle bands. Um, I was a, I, I am a big Joan Jett fan. Sure. Um, and um, in fact, I, uh, I I fronted a Joan Jett tribute band called Jet City for about four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> People didn't quite weren't quite sure how that was working. Right? But 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 you're a guy. It's like yeah, it was. But it's four of us. We just loved her music. Well, I mean, they have Hell's Bells too. Yeah, and know? that's kind of what was my inspiration. Yeah. I thought, you know, if they can do ACDC, yeah. why can't I do Joan Jett? Why not? Well, it turns out there's a there's a difference though. <laughs> <laughs> they had something going for them that I didn't have going for me. That, that's fair. Uh, besides being awesome musicians, they are really good players. And, um, <laughs> and you know, I I love. We, we just, those of us in the band, we just loved her music and we just played it with all our hearts. So, um, but she she got involved with the Gits um, after Mia Zapata was killed. Um, the band had broken up and she stepped in um, and helped them raise money to do an investigation into Mia's murder. Um, and then part of that was touring with the remains of the band, uh, doing the Mia Zapata part with the rest of the band. They oh, did wow. a West Coast tour and raised a bunch of money for the investigation. So I always thought that was very cool of Joan. That is interesting. And it's yeah. kind of a local connection of Joan with Seattle. Sure. Uh, that you might not know about. Um, what else do I love about Washington and its music? Um, you know, I, I think how can you not be affected by sort of the the environment, the the blues and the greens and the grays, mm -hmm. like that. Somehow that leaks into your music. Certainly sure. your wardrobe. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wear a lot of blue and gray. But a lot of dark yeah. clothing here in Washington. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a. Uh, you know, there's. I don't love everything about the Washington music scene. Like I. I just find it still very odd how audiences usually just stand there with their hands in their pockets. Uh, I can see that at certain shows, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm probably going to the wrong shows and the wrong clubs. I'm sure there's places in Seattle where people are dancing their asses off. Sure. But I just don't keep running into them. Um, so, you know, there's a kind of a sedate feel to the scene. Uh, I like I like a little more dramatics in my rock and roll. I like oh like uh, uh, oh there's another local band that worked with Iggy Pop that was put on a really good show. I, I like players that put on a really good show. And there's uh, there's a local group. I don't know if it'll be your sound would be your general yeah. jive, but they call it a super geek league, and their whole thing is just it's a show. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they've got all these characters that they act out of on the, well, yeah. the music's going, and yeah, you go for the experience, not necessarily because right. the music's super amazing, right. but you know, right. it's it's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you like, if it's a band and you know all their songs and you love the arrangements, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and then it's really just about presenting the songs, which is fine. But if I'm walking into a new club, new band, I've never seen you before, either your songs are going to have to blow me away. Like, mm -hmm. great singer, amazing compositions, lyrics that I understand, that I relate to. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's happened. I've, I've seen new artists in a club and went, oh my God, I went out and bought their records. Oh, yeah. But but you know, often it's sort of unimpressive. But if you've got a, something dramatic, you know, even, even if it's just like physical energy, yeah. Moving around and jumping a bit. Yeah. You know, that's fun. Hell yeah. I got one foot in oh, punk man. and one foot in folk music. All right. So for our number three today, we have some Crunchberries. Crunchberries is an indica-dominant hybrid with a distinct taste of Crunchberry cereal and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker feeling relaxed but not couch-locked and sedated. We picked up a gram of this sauce at a shop in Capitol Hill. All right. So um, you mentioned to us that you have a new album coming uh, this I summer. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Maybe even uh, play a little bit of something that might be coming along? I do have one from uh, the new record, but um, I was. Maybe we could play the new song later because I'm in tune without the Fakapo. Right sure, now. sure. If you want to just maybe talk a little bit about it, we can. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know much about it. I know that I've got lots of songs that I really want to record. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I haven't decided on a studio yet and I don't. Okay. And often that determines who the players are going to be. Uh, I'm, you know, at this point I'm just kind of pre-producing the songs, which means getting them as good as I can get them. So I'm spending okay. some time rewriting them and getting feedback on them and taking to a songwriter's circle that I go to and just, um, fine tuning that. Okay. Um, but uh, I really liked working with Joe Reinecke at Orbit, this last one, the, uh, the tastiest combo. For those of you, we've got his album right here. You guys can see it from his previous visit. And uh, you can listen to that on Spotify. Um, but uh, Joe, Joe, it was a really interesting making that record because uh, Joe's the producer. 
Uh, he's he's got an amazing track record. He was uh, with Alien Crime Syndicate and the Aughts, had his own band, toured and stuff. And but his studio was in Pioneer Square, and we were going down there during the pandemic. And you know, oh, okay. <laughs> it, downtown is sort of empty because of the pandemic. Right. Um, so I kind of go down to this ghost town, and. Uh, and meet him down there. He's since moved his studio way down in the south end, and uh, I don't know if it's Burien or somewhere like that. Um, Under the area, though, pretty, pretty far south. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing his new digs there. It looks like a really beautiful space that he's built. But I, I don't know that um, I'm gonna. I, I'd love to work with him again, but I'm not sure I want to be driving to the south end. You know, I, I, there's some studios up here I might want to work with in the north end. Um, London Bridge I've visited they re- look really cool and um, what do you uh, what do you look for in a studio when you're um, trying to pick one out to work with well um, a nice live room a fairly good size room that's hopefully got a really nice piano in it okay. um, I write at least a third or half of my material on piano so uh, that's an important thing to me um, um, an engineer that I can relate to, a producer. Uh, usually, it's an engineer producer, um, and hopefully, they have some um, musical contacts in terms of players. I don't need a big band, but like Joe was able to just tap people he knew, okay, uh, and bring them in. And even though we were observing COVID protocols, it's, there was never more than three people in the studio when we made that record. It'd be me in one waiting room and. Joe in the booth and and the player in the room and kind of, you know, we all had masks and Mm -hmm. um, there was never hardly two people in the room. Joe and I would do mix down together with masks on, but that was like the the most contact. And and it it sounds amazingly live uh, considering it wasn't just a bunch of players in the room. You wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah. So I'm really happy about that. But, um, so yeah, that's the other thing is is hopefully some great players. I mean, I've, um, I, I I know players. I have friends. Um, so that's always an option too. It's just I haven't really been developing those relationships. But with COVID, I wasn't playing out, so I haven't done a live show. And before that, I was doing screenwriting and kind of makes sense. Lost yeah. touch a little with musicians, so I don't know as many players as I used to. So I'm a little dependent on the producer that way. All right. So moving on to our number four today, uh, we have some Bitch Fuel. Bitch Fuel is a hybrid strain that gives the best of both an indica and sativa by delivering a physical body high with a charge of energy, and it's known for its tangy terpene profile. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on Center Avenue in Tacoma. So you uh, you kind of described yourself as being kind of like you mentioned the pop or so the, <laughs> the punk and folky. <coughs> Sorry, that cough caught me late. <coughs> um, but how would you say your sound has changed or developed um, over the past years? Like where did where did you start and how have you how have you changed? I think I started back in high school too complicated. I. Um, 
So for many decades, it felt like I was kind of simplifying my sound and being more comfortable with just some of the old familiar patterns and like not worrying about like the more jazzy, complicated stuff. And as I felt like that was more accessible and more poppy. And um, but then in the last decade or so, I feel like I've kind of gone back more to. And I don't mean real complicated jazz stuff. I'm talking about like more complex. I was influenced by Elton John, David Bowie, where there's some composition involved in more than three chords and, you know, just right. a lot of piano based stuff. And I, I have a piano at home. And um, so, you know, a few new songs, a lot of them are on the piano. And that just gives me a lot more melodic and harmonic kind of opportunities to get step outside the one, four, five chords. And um, so I guess I'm enjoying going back to a little more not exactly sophisticated but uh, you know more more surprises I like to drop in a surprise rather than always have it be a chord you expect sure you know so trying to do a little more of that and um, yeah, how uh, can you talk a little bit about how you feel like you're uh, the, the punk and the uh, and the uh, uh, folky kind of stuff marinades together. Well, they're they're both ostensibly, you know, from the ground up. They're both about people power and workers, and um, typically take the side of the underdog, and you know, are have simple music, and um, you know, it's as much about the story and the energy and the passion as it is any kind of. Uh, musicianship um, though there are great musicians in punk and folk music sure more in folk I mean in folk you can you can be a really good guitarist like Richard Thompson and still play folk music oh sure kind of um, so uh, I'm I mean other than like fronting the Joan Jett band that's probably the closest I came to punk she's okay. more, she's more pop punk um, but you know we turned it up and played some fast songs and that was fun um i think actually we played one festival that was like a punk festival and then and we were a little older than everybody else and then we were getting the side eye like we weren't really <laughs> punk you know we were doing these joe jet songs that we didn't care uh, and that fucking punk right there right? <laughs> but i've done a lot of labor music i've done plenty of shows with just me and my guitar and i like a I organized a show in Centralia a couple of years ago to commemorate the 100-year anniversary of the Centralia Massacre, which was this labor event in Centralia. See, I hadn't even heard of that one. Yeah, you probably heard of the Everett Massacre. Yes. Uh, similar, it was like the year afterwards, and you know, it was a shootout, people died, somebody got lynched. Oh, jeez. Awful stuff. Um, deaths on both sides, the American Legionnaires attacked the Wobbly Hall, and the Unionists fought back, and people died. Oh. See, this is I love learning little bits of history, especially about where we live. You know, like, yeah, yeah, pretty um, amazing. Um, I don't love but, that can be done through music. You know, but that was three folk musicians. It was uh, Linda Allen from Bellingham and Mark Ross from Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, uh, Mark used to tour with Utah Phillips, who's a pretty famous labor troubadour, and okay. So you know, it was, that was definitely a folk music show, and. <laughs> I've mostly played original stuff, but then we do we did a bunch of the old labor songs together too. That's cool. Yeah. 
Okay, so you'll probably object to the name of this one too. Then um, we we don't really pick these on purpose, particularly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we can hate the names together. Just, disclaimer. We, yeah. But uh, we got some dirty white girl for our <laughs> for our number five. You see, <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a nice sativa though. Dirty White Girl is a sativa-dominant strain that delivers a surge of energy and tends to leave the smoker feeling chatty and social, and it is known for its sweet, citrusy smell and taste. We picked up a gram of this crumble at a shop in Capitol Hill. So, uh... 2023 has been an interesting year so far with the effects of cancel culture and self-censorship in the music industry. What are your thoughts and how do you, um, how do you hope to see things change in the future for, uh, for music? Uh, well, it's not just music. It's all the arts and politics in general. Um, there's, uh, you know, some people would say that cancel culture is a, a made-up thing, but I, I've seen it with friends where uh, people have the wrong views on stuff and suddenly nobody wants to play with them anymore, for instance, in the music community. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of people just don't say what they think about a lot of things, and I think that affects artists. I think um, comedians are particularly important in times like this because it's a little more leeway to say the things you're not supposed to say. Sure. You know, and so Bill Maher and Ricky Gervais and Dave Chappelle and people that are kind of willing to just go where most people just don't feel they're comfortable doing, you know? Right. People lose jobs and get hounded out of academic positions for thinking the wrong way. And um, I just think that that affects the arts. And, um, you know, I've, I've got a couple songs I can't play in public. Um, I just wouldn't play them in public. That's, yeah, I, I get that. Um, and you mentioned, do you have a, a song about? I do. This is off the uh, last album, uh, Tastiest Combo. Um, it's called Open Season. Um, uh, you know, I think it comes under the whole free speech First Amendment thing. Like, what is free speech? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sticks and stones will break my cell phone Your usernames will never hurt me Sometimes a man's got to think for himself Can't worry about his friends getting nasty They hated my tweets so I'm out on the street They doxed me, I'm out of the job now My Facebook post got hated the most I guess I better learn how to kowtow It's open season on your enemies list Disagree with someone and they get all pissed Making death threats getting up in my face This is not a good way to make your case We are free to disagree It's right 
there in the Ultras Amendment Cancel me and the Liberty Tree It's chopped down and covered in pavement Threaten my woman and you can be certain You won't be winning any points here It's open season on your enemies list Disagree with someone and then get all pissed Megan Bomford showing up at my place This is not a good way To make your case Hell yeah! Yeah! <laughs> that was fucking great! That was great, uh, but yeah, I mean, I can totally feel that, like, we need to be able to have that discourse, you know? It has to be able, we can't shut everything down just because we're un uncomfortable with the topic. Whatever it is, and I, you know, we could list half a dozen things that people kind of are a little edgy about talking. Sure. You know, everybody's kind of shutting down a little bit, like, and it's easier because we're isolated more at home with our screens and stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, so, it's great to have face-to-face you know. It really is. Yeah. The last few years have been difficult. It's nice things yeah. are kind of opening back up again. Yeah. All right. So for our last dab of the day, uh, we've got some Tropicana Punch. Tropicana Punch is a hybrid strain with a complex terpene profile of citrus and sweet herbs and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker giggly and feeling social. We picked up a gram of this sugary crumble at a shop on Center Ave in Tacoma. So on your last album, uh, and going into the COVID pandemic, you released the song uh, Life in the Pandemic. Uh, as we are now coming out of the COVID area, are there any uh, plans for a post-pandemic version? Uh, of that song or a new album? A uh, new album. You there know. is a new album in the works. Uh, you know, I, I don't have much to say because I don't have a lot of deets other than I have lots of songs and lots of material I'm excited to get recorded oh yeah um so, so, so yeah i'm just working the songs at this point but i do have uh a new one that i could play for you absolutely yeah uh yeah i would, would love to hear it all right well uh so actually refers back to the last album and i had mentioned how i made uh the tastiest combo at orbit audio in pioneer square and i was going downtown during the pandemic and it was it's quite the ghost town mm -hmm. um and you know, if you read the Seattle Times, we, downtown is not recovered. There's an enormous vacancy rate. Oh, there. yeah. And it's not clear that workers are going to go back. And without workers, there's no sandwich shops. And if the whole ecosystem collapses. It's, just, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little kind of a thoughts about that. Walking through the streets of downtown Lots of folks just hanging around On street corners and bus shelters Ragged tents pitched helter-skelter Looking for a place to eat 
Ain't nothing open on this street I'd settle for a corner store Any warm and welcome open door Wealth is meant for us to share Everybody takes the stairs The pandemic got us out of our cars People don't miss driving that far The towers stand built by man Looking down on that urban wasteland Looking up at the empty towers Thinking about the people with power They're never hungry, they're never cold The odds are decent, they might just grow is meant for us to share Everybody takes the stairs Never mind the original theft Can't give it back cause there's not much left Of the title flats, the muskrats Ain't no one who even who remembers all that Office towers stand half empty Lots of room for the poor and hungry Let them in, let it begin You never know, you might just start something Wealth is meant for us to share Everybody takes the stairs Yeah, well, shit, that paints a pretty uh, vivid picture in your mind. <laughs> Good. I'm kind of at a loss on that one. That was pretty. That was pretty heavy. Um, and there's going to be a more of accompaniment on that one. The rest of a band as well. Sure. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what you got uh, when when you actually uh, get it all recorded and everything. Yeah. 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 I do love. I mean, I enjoy playing live, but. I, I even love the studio more as a songwriter just to hear the songs come alive you know you write them like they sound like this at home and then suddenly it sounds like that and does it kind of make them feel more real like definitely like, yeah okay yeah. that's cool <laughs> well perfect man it was great to have you on here again very glad to be here thank you absolutely for thank yeah. you for being here um do you actually have any uh, live uh, shows coming up um I do not Okay. Well, we look forward to hearing when you got some something going on, especially because right. we can have crowds now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us yeah, today. Right. Thank you, guys. Make sure you click like, subscribe, share with your friends, uh, and uh, visit immaturestoners.com to get cool apparel and uh, other stuff like that. And, Do it. That's uh, what he said. Yeah. And uh, stay stoned, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>